Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. Because there will be a world without us. Hey, hey, so listen, um, <laughs> we're in Jamaica, cold open. We're in Jamaica right now, we're on vacation, Hank and me, because we're not just brothers on the internet, we're also brothers in real life. It's pretty cool. And we're recording this on an iPhone, so apologies for the poor sound quality. It's gonna sound great. But we had to run away from our spouses to record it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had to send them to the spa. I'm not sure that this is how they prefer <laughs> for this to have gone. For vacations to go. Yeah. But we're here. We're going to answer some of your questions, provide you with dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. But we're going to do it in a little more of a chill yeah, way. real chill vibes today. It's more of an easy listening DJ energy. Like we're, we're, in, like we're surrounded by a bamboo fence. Which we are. Imagine that. I feel like the main thing that those great DJs do to make you feel calm is they extend the last syllable uh, of the phrase for a while yeah all right what's john the, yeah yeah i bud. want to tell you a story about this morning wait is this going to be a damn dad joke no <laughs> no uh so last night i woke up in the middle of the night in jamaica in my room because it sounded like someone had knocked a shampoo bottle oh in the bathroom off of the thing and it hit the ground and went doop doop mm. and i was like that Look, here's the situation. This is what I... Because I'm very tired. I'm yeah. very tired, and I was like, mm -hmm. either that was nothing mm -hmm. of importance, mm -hmm. or there's a person in my hotel room. Mm. In either situation, the right call mm -hmm. is to lay here yep. quietly yep. with my eyes closed. Yep. Because if... I do that almost every night. I, it, it, it's not going to get better if right. I'm like, what are you doing in here? And uh, and so I laid there, and I was actually pretty at peace because I knew there was like a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance mm -hmm. that it was some just something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about twenty minutes later, I was still awake because I wasn't that at ease. I was still awake, and and I heard the noise again. Mm. But this time, mm -hmm. it was obviously because at this point I was awake and mm -hmm. not being woken up. Mm -hmm. A fruit bat dropping a mango on the porch. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
we had a couple of, we had a couple of fruit bats drop a couple of things on the yeah. porch here too. Yeah, I was like there was one in my shoe. <laughs> like eight more times. Also just a fruit bat living its absolute yeah. best life. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've had a great time in Jamaica. Full disclosure, we have had a few drinks today. Yeah, I've had a half a drink. I'm having a drink now. It's um it's good. It's good. It's delicious. John, do you want to answer some questions from our listeners? You're the one with the questions, buddy. Yeah, I can't. I know. I, well, you, I was asking you if you wanted to do it. I'm recording. It. By yeah, the way, you're if you're impressed with the recording quality, I just want you to know it's all me. John is holding it in his hand so carefully. Like it's a delicate flower. Do you see that lizard? Where? Where? Right over there, man. I said, this oh, is, he's a big one. This is a great radio. <laughs> you, see that? you see that lizard? <laughs> That's straight out of the This American Life School of Audio we're Description. Like the, we're on the back porch, too. <laughs> so, and, like, there's a walkway right behind us. So yeah. you're, y'all aren't the only people getting the show. No. My name is Maddie. Mm-hmm. Maddie writes, dear mm-hmm. Nick John. And I'm making hard-boiled eggs for my lunch tomorrow. Good. Now that I've finished boiling my eggs, I have a pot of hard-boiled egg water left over, and uh-huh. I want to use said egg water to mm-hmm. make my coffee. But my mom says this no. is unacceptable. No. <laughs> I believe my idea is efficient, environmentally conscious, and inventive. Plus... I would imagine that the residual calcium mm. in the water from the eggshells mm. mm. could be mm. beneficial. Wow. So my question is, can I drink hard-boiled egg water? Yeah. I would generally value your insides, pumpkins and penguins and eggs. Maddie. <laughs> Maddie, this is so disgusting. It's so <laughs> disgusting. It's so bad, Maddie. It's really bad. I man. don't know why. There's like a lot of other things that you can do with that water. You know, like... Yeah, just put it on the plants. Exactly. Just water the plant. You think it's that calcium is going to be helpful you? don't want to pour boiling water on the plants, though. It's already hot. So there's three efficiencies. Okay. Oh, right. The water's already hot. That's part of the. That's part of it. That's part there's of three it. efficiencies. There's the efficiency of you don't have to use any extra water. Right. There, there's the efficiency of you don't have to use any extra heat. Right. And there's the efficiency of Maddie's time. Right. And and that actually the heat one actually is environmentally sensitive. You yeah. know, like there is, uh-huh. there's, a, there's a yeah, cost. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy to an heat energy up water. cost to heating up the water that Maddie is going to use for, for for Maddie's coffee. Uh huh. Now, there's also three costs that Maddie is incurring. Oh, great, <laughs> great. I see you've done some prep work. <laughs> really, I'm not sure what they are yet. But <laughs> we're gonna find out. <laughs> It's um, so, cost number one. The, the, no, that's the third one. The one you're thinking no. of now is definitely number three. No, okay. cost number one is the social cost. No, that's number three. <laughs> no, no, no. The, no. I'm, you have to save the funniest one for the third no, one. It's not the funniest oh, one. Okay, I'm excited to see where else you go. The social cost is just like the absolute like, right. shock and horror. It's like, yeah. I know the yeah. social cost. Yeah, now Maddie's mom knows. <laughs> But now so does everybody <laughs> who listens to this podcast. But it's, you know, it's like when I revealed to the world that I drink or I eat my cereal yeah. moistened with water, yeah, with tap water. And now, like, every time you go anywhere, there's people wearing, wearing John Green is a monster cereal <laughs> water shirts. 
No, but like, it's very similar to the situation Maddie's in, except for the second and third costs, which we haven't gotten to yet. Which is that like, there's it's a it's a bummer when people um, look at you with that shock and horror mm-hmm. that your mother surely looked at you with. <laughs> so yeah. that's cost number one. Yeah. So right? I guess you know. Do you know what cost two and three are? Or I know. I take one. You take cost two. Okay. But, cost two is there's some there are things. In this water uh-huh. that aren't in the normal water that is used to make coffee, and and people who make coffee assume that you're going to have water that's <laughs> not been used to boil eggs. <laughs> I don't know what's in there, but I know it's got to have some like hydrogen sulfide, which is the mm-hmm. egg smell. Yeah, and you don't want egg smell in your coffee. Like you boil eggs, and you t- you do get a little bit of an egg smell, right? I think you do. Sometimes I mean, there's a sometimes I'll a crack. Tell, I'll tell you what, Hank. I'm starting to think that Maddie might have a case to make here. Well, but there's also like you know where is that there a egg, health concern. You know one of the main places that egg has been because I know where one place every egg has been. Yeah, I know in the cloaca of a chicken. Yeah, and I know that sometimes they've been. I don't know. You might be British, in which case that hasn't been washed as much. Mm-hmm. So in America, we wash them and then you have to you have to refrigerate them because they don't have that protective right. But layer e- even so. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily want to like lick raw eggshells, which is essentially <laughs> what you're doing. I mean, I guess the it's water's been boiled. Been boiled. It's been boiled. so you're just you're licking <laughs> boiled eggshells. Yeah, so that, I am I a have, little worried about the the sanitation. So we got we aspect. we've got some sanitation guess, concerns and some taste related concerns, yeah. which are related to each other, right? Yeah, like, that's maybe that's two and three, or did you have a no, third? no, no? We that's two <laughs> that we think we think. So number one is people will be horrified. Number yeah, two is social cost. it's it's gross uh-huh. and then i think i think number three hold on i'm thinking <laughs> it doesn't have it yet i did have it earlier man but then i got real into your thing about the egg water oh um oh i remember the third cost okay and this is a common cost that goes unnoticed a lot of times is um maddie if you do this you're gonna have to live with yourself <laughs> You know, for the rest of your life, you're going to have to live with yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, yeah. But just you like, can't, you can't so it's, un- a, it's an internal social cost. You can't like, un- we are social beings even absent the judgment of others. You can't unmake a mistake, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Maybe if you put a bunch of calcium in the egg, in the coffee water, it's yeah. better. There's only one way to find out. And maybe yeah. Maddie's going to be the only person who knows. Because even if it is better, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. This next question comes from Catherine who asks, Dear Hank and John, at a lecture at my university, the professor speaking told an anecdote about how he started a farm a few years ago. Mm-hmm. As a way to encourage uh, us that everyone fails, he told us that his major farming failure was that three months after getting his animals, all of his chickens were dead because the cows ate them. Mm. I thought he was kidding because cows definitely don't eat chickens, right? But he seemed serious. And when I Googled it, there's a story about a cow named Lal who ate 48 chickens. <laughs> I was taught in elementary school that cows are herbivores. Was I lied to? Are cows actually full of bloodlust and coming for us in the night? Check out under check out of the bed for hungry cows. Catherine. Well, bulls are definitely coming for us all the time. Like, if you ever are near a bull, you're like, oh, you, you're not chill at all. <laughs> You're not being cool yeah, about thought, this situation I in the you least. Were a cow. So there's that. But I also think, I mean, I'm not an expert on this, Hank, but mm-hmm. a- am I correct in assuming that while cows don't usually eat mm-hmm. animals, they still can kill them? Uh, not only 
do they do that. But cows are always eating animals. They're just usually very small. Um, oh. So cows, just like chickens, will eat bugs. They eat bugs all the time. And I think that they even um, intentionally eat bugs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, eating a lot of meat can be bad for a cow. Sure. But uh, almost all herbivores eat meat. Uh, and this is this is relatively recent. So if you don't feel like this makes... This didn't like hit your schooling. It's not necessarily because you were lied to. It may be because we didn't know it at the time. Wow. But like, as we have continued to study like animals, like a deer, like we'll see, like, well, you know, there's it takes a lot of time to sort of observe every moment of a deer's life. But now we see that deer will sort of preferentially uh, like go to uh, bird nests and eat baby chicks in the nest. Really? And you're like, that's a deer. That's not cool. That's like a, that's like monster behavior. Yeah. But, I uh, haven't heard anything that messed up since Maddie wanted to make coffee out of her <laughs> egg water. So next time you watch Bambi and you're so choked up about all this business, <laughs> just remember, remember Bambi's mama was a monster. <laughs> maybe deserved what was coming to her. Yeah, just like the rest of us. I don't know. I hope people don't get mad at me for that. What? It was a joke. Okay, I don't... You're worried about getting canceled for <laughs> that one? people That's like the, Bambi's mama. That doesn't feel like the one. That doesn't feel like the that's one. That's not the one? No, I mean, it's coming, I for sure, but that's not that's it. Not- <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, uh, I think that, uh, that, that cow feed mm-hmm. even contains some meat and bone meal. Okay, great. So, what's our next question? Always learning. Yeah. Uh, and watch out, especially if you're a chicken. Fear the herbivores. <laughs> Fear the cow. Uh, do you, this next question comes from Noah, who asks, Dear Hank and John, does soup make you pee? Stop asking me about my arc, Noah. Mm, yeah. That probably gets old. I bet it does. Does soup make you pee, John? Yes. Correct. Moving on. This next question comes from Nika, who asks, Dear Hank and John. Yeah. My fiancé is confused about electricity. He calls it electricery. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. I love the idea of a conspiracy theorist who thinks that electricity isn't real. (laughs) You know, that, like, there's some other, like, it's the government doing it with government Uh thoughts. Yeah. What could electricity be? <laughs> well, that isn't real. We can, All right, we'll continue. Keep going. His main issue <laughs> yeah. is: yeah. how does electricity know to go down a wire that's connected to a circuit, <laughs> but never go on down the wire that's a dead end? How does it know not to travel into a dead end? Mm-hmm. Does it send scouts? <laughs> Please help. Yeah. Electric or treats? Yeah. Nika, what do you got? You got anything here? <sighs> I got a little metaphor that I think will be helpful. The, the you go. No, you come on, see what you got. All right. Well, I, I want a, I want another tingling. So I was hoping that you'd go on one of your long <laughs> science rambles, well, and I could get myself a cocktail that's just rum and this soda called Ting. Yeah, if it's yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm going to do that. You, you go on one of your go on one of your All science right. rants. Okay. Guy. So here's the situation. <laughs> Imagine any time that that people are confused about electricity or I'm confused about electricity, I tend to think to myself, okay, it's all just like water. So there's pipes and there's stuff flowing through the pipes and there's stuff flowing through the pipes is water. Now, and it's it's kind of this, so imagine, for example, that if you put like a little bit of water into a pipe that's already full of water, the little bit of water at at the front isn't the water that's coming out of the back. 
So if you put like new electricity into a wire, the electrons that are coming in the back, like the ones you just created, aren't the ones that are coming out of the other end. They're getting pushed through the whole system out the other end. And in this same way, you can imagine if you have a pipe that leads to nothing, that pipe is full of electrons and they're not going anywhere. And so there's no like, so if, a, if, a, if an electron tries to get in there, it's already full. Now, if something connects to a circuit at the end of that pipe, then suddenly those electrons will have somewhere to go and those new electrons will flow in to take up the space and they'll, they'll be pushing. But if there's no place for it to go, if there's no like outlet for the electrons to flow out of, then there, it doesn't matter how much pressure you push on the end of that pipe, you can't put water through it. You can't put electrons through it because it's already full of water and no matter how hard you push, you can't get any more in. Now, the moment you give any opportunity for some electrons to come out the other end. If you have a bunch of pressure, they will pop out the other end for sure, which is why you don't want to stick a fork into an electric socket. But uh, that that is how I imagine it. Okay. And it is always very helpful. Uh, it's also sort of like helpful in terms of like how wide the pipe is, how much you know resistance inside of the pipe, how fast the current is flowing through the pipe uh, has has analogs. It, 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 and, and it sort of, you know, sometimes people will come at you because this isn't a perfect metaphor. And of course it's not. But it's a lot more helpful than any other metaphor I've ever used to help me understand the sort of day-to-day mm-hmm. of how electricity works. Great. Well, I thought that was a good answer, and it was long <laughs> enough for me to get my, my drink. <laughs> John has discovered on this trip just how uh, much I need bifocals, and he will not let me it's, live it down. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, I mean, I need bifocals. I, my, my doctor was like, hey, you need bifocals, and I was like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> My doctor, on the other hand, was like, hey, you can go another five years. No, you will not. You can't even go another five minutes. Like, <laughs> I'm like just trying to do everything. Hank, Hank, he either has to have the phone so far away from his body that like his arm can barely get no, there. Or he has true. to have it like right underneath his nose. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, it's not great, it's but not it's okay. I, it's just weird to me that my, my younger brother would need bifocals. Like I'm worried about what that implies for me. <laughs> There's so many science questions. Do you want to try another science question? Yeah, I'm good at them. Okay, this one's from Angela who asks, Dear mm-hmm. Hank and John, I recently purchased a heating pad at CVS. Yeah. The safety instructions state... Do not use mm-hmm. in an oxygen atmosphere. That's a great plan. Does this mean that the product is not safe for use on Earth? Oh, uh, no, we don't have an oxygen atmosphere. Bringing my heating pad to Mars, but not until after 2026, Angela. It's not 2026, is it? I think it's 2027. Oh, that's so soon. I know, but don't worry, Elon's on it. <laughs> um, yeah, so the reason we don't live in an oxygen atmosphere, we mostly, most of air is nitrogen. Yeah. It's weird to understand, this is something Hank's been writing a lot about, it's weird to understand that air is made out of stuff, mm-hmm. that you can feel it a little bit here in the in the Caribbean, <laughs> in the that trucks. air is made out of stuff. Like, yeah. But usually it's hard to remember that air is made out of stuff, but most of the stuff is nitrogen. Until you, until you stick your head out of the window of a moving car. That's true, then you feel it. Boom. Um, most, of the, um, most of the air is nitrogen, and... If you are in a pure oxygen environment, really hot things that may have a uh, spark associated with them mm-hmm. are real bad. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the the flammability, like things burn much more easily in a pure oxygen atmosphere, and and this and you are likely to have a lot of oxygen around 
in certain medical situations. But usually it's not going to be a pure oxygen atmosphere. It's going to be the, there, there's pure oxygen that's going straight into the nose right. or nose and mouth of the person who needs the oxygen. Right. And, and that, that helps, you know, get, get, the, get your, the oxygen in the blood. Your heating pad is good, man. Yeah. It's your heating good. pad is good, man. Yeah. But you got to watch out if you're ever inside of a Martian habitat and you start noticing that they're increasing the oxygen levels because mm-hmm. that might mean that the people who are trying to put down your rebellion are about to burn down your entire habitat. That is really, really true. Watch I've, out for that. I've noticed that in Red Mars. I'm not sure which one it was, but yeah, it was one okay. of them. All right. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. <laughs> I was gonna guess. Amazing, I was gonna guess Dune, but then I remembered <laughs> that's not on Mars. That's on a fake Mars. Yeah, <laughs> this is on some kind of knockoff imitation Mars. Oh god! So, John, finally, we have one that you are qualified for. It's from Cly. I thought Ky- I did a good job with that it's oxygen. Not Cly one. at all. It's Kyle. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Kyle. This is not Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Kyle. Who asks, dear Hank and John, how many pancakes are required for a stack? Mmm. Well, I mean, I am a little bit qualified. When I worked at Steak and Shake, the minimum definition of a stack was three pancakes. Okay. Now, I think that... It's definitely not one. It's definitely not one, and it's not four. Oh. You you do not need four pancakes to make a stack. I feel like it might be six. No, almost no one can eat six normal-sized pancakes. They can eat six IHOP pancakes, Yeah, little little skinny ones. but, But I'm talking about a proper pancake, a Steak and Shake pancake. Those are big boys. And I think three is the most you would ever want to eat. Yeah. And so I think it has to be three. And then if you have five, six, eight stacks, that's all fine. Anything up that way is fine. I don't think two pancakes is a stack. Is it a little weird Mm -hmm. that pancakes are their own food meal when they are just the simplest bread? No. Because um, I don't think to myself ever, it's breakfast. I'm going to have three slices of bread. I think that almost every morning. Okay. Um, That's but, true. But yeah. You gotta toast them then. Yeah. But the pancake thing. So I, it is a little weird. Pancakes are weird because like we also treat them as one thing when they could be anything. Right? Like there's no reason you, you can have... You can have sweet pancakes, you can mm-hmm. have savory pancakes, mm-hmm. you can put meat in your pancakes, mm-hmm. you know? Ma- yeah. Maddie would. Um, <laughs> eggs! You can put crushed egg- up eggshells. Oh, crushed up eggshells <laughs> in your pancakes. You use that egg water for just it. Just like Maddie would. <laughs> yeah, and then just, just kind of like put them in the egg water just for a minute before you put them on the frying pan, just give them a little soggy. See what happens. <laughs> um, Do you think two, two might be a stack? I don't think two is a stack. I don't man. know. It no. feels like like they're stacked. No, one is stacked on the other. No, I think uh, why not? Why not ask the experts? And in this case, that's Steak and Shake. And in this case, they say three. Which <laughs> reminds me, the Chase Podcast is brought to you by Steak and Shake, my first employer. Already at the sponsors. We're already this at the sponsors. Podcast man. is also brought to you by Electron Pipes. Electron Pipes. Yeah. Uh, delivering heat and light and entertainment to your home. Since 19-something. Or 18-something, if you were... Right, yeah. Just in the, in the sort of 
early, early days, part of the bell curve. Yeah, or you yeah. happen to get hit by lightning one <laughs> afternoon, have your house hit by lightning, <laughs> and then you're like, wow, it's warmer. <laughs> On fire. That was both good and bad. <laughs> um, also, today's podcast is, of course, brought to you by Maddie's Egg Water. Mm-hmm. Maddie's Egg Water. It's it's ready for Ooh, coffee. No. <laughs> and this podcast is brought to you by Ting, the Jamaican oh, soda. It's, so good. it's uh, as far as I can tell, grapefruit flavored, mm-hmm. but only the good parts. Mm. It really is. It's just like only the good parts of the grapefruit. It's kind of actually surprising to me that Ting hasn't taken off elsewhere. I think that it might kind of require it to be warm. Maybe. But there but are But people warm used places. to say that about Mountain Dew. When I was a kid, people said that about Mountain Dew. They'd be like, oh, Mountain Dew. But this ting, thing. it's pretty perfect. It's good. I like it a lot. It's bottled by PepsiCo, according to the bottle. Mm, yeah. I already looked into it. Because you know how Ryan Reynolds bought Aviation Gin because he liked it so much? Yeah, did you think about buying ting? I was ting? like, maybe I could buy ting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can. One is a little more colonialist than the other. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, I think there's a number of problems with this idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a great idea. I I don't don't know that we want to get in the sugar water business, Hank. (laughs) Um, There's one more sponsor. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, Today's podcast is also brought to you by Vlog Brothers Beer. Vlog Brothers Beer. A thrilling new... Beverage. Oh, well, I think we yeah, should. I think we should be, be like Ryan Reynolds and get in. No, it's got to be something. What's something classy like Ryan Reynolds has? Oh, beer. Um, right. What about like? What about like a beer that's not around anymore that we've lost to time? Oh, there's one. They make one in Indiana called Champagne Velvet that's made from the first ever beer recipe. Yeah, Champagne Velvet. Yeah, like from Mesopotamia. No, from like 1908. <laughs> I guess the first ever first Indiana ever beer, beer recipe. recipe in 1908. <laughs> no, I, you, you want to try to like resurrect Mesopotamian? <laughs> no, I bet it's not great. Booze? I bet it's not great. I kind of like that idea though, just to like a lick, yeah, like, like a historical. Just go liquor. talk to all those bead people. They can't shut up about it. Bead people. Mead. Mead. <laughs> mead. Yeah. Yes, I do love a mead. This episode of Dear Hang is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Chobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt, I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm, like, on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different. 
and more spreadable. Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order, plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. So listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blue Land products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. This next question comes from Louise, who asks, Dear Hank and John, another one you're qualified for. Mm-hmm. As I write to you, I'm watching... It's hard your- not to be insulted by your uh, definition of what I'm qualified for. <laughs> it's a bunch of science ones, and then how many pancakes in a stack? <laughs> no, you'll like this one. As I write to you, I'm watching the Wrexham versus Sheffield United game sure. on TV. Paul Mullins has just scored, so Wrexham is now up 3-2 to two with less than four minutes to go. Oh, God, heartbreak <laughs> is incoming. <laughs> well, a tie is not so bad. Uh. As the BBC keeps insisting, on showing Ryan Reynolds' reactions. <laughs> IDK, I guess he's objectively handsome or something. I occasionally see John standing beside him. And, and I just gotta know, John, what are you doing with your hair? Are you actually trying to pull it out? It looks like you're trying to shampoo it incredibly vigorously. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the match, Pumpkins and Penguins. Louise! I saw this one in the inbox and I start it and I was like, I need that one. That is hilarious. I need that one to come through, please. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I do it when I am experiencing amazement. Oh, yeah? So every time, that the only time the BBC, like, cut, or when I'm experiencing um, disappointment, Right, and yeah, so the only yeah. and, and I was obviously rooting for Wrexham in that game. It's great David versus Goliath story, mm-hmm. and um, so every time they cut to Ryan Reynolds, I was in the background like pulling my hair in amazement. I could not believe that Wrexham was scoring against a side that's going to be in the Premier League next year. I was yeah. genuinely yeah. shocked, uh-huh. and um, yeah. But then I I did see some of the the uh, the resulting memes. And I don't know. I just I I was just doing it like yeah, right before. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just it's, you know it's nice that John has a has such a visible tell. Yeah, it's he's, it's he's, not an affectation. Where is it on the sleeve? I do. I'm not a great actor. I'm not very good at that card game BS. That's right. You know, John and I. One question. thing you'll know about us is yeah. that we won't ever get into professional gambling. Mm. We're not like, I think I know how we're going to make it work. I think the reason I wouldn't get into professional gambling isn't because I wouldn't, I'm not like vulnerable to it because I totally am. Yeah. I think the reason is that uh, I can't handle it. I can't. Absolutely not. I, I can't handle the swings and roundabouts. I can barely handle sports 
when there's no gambling involved at all. John, can I tell you a story? Sure. So for about four, five weeks, mm-hmm. I've had an eye twitch. Yeah, I know. Um, and I, I thought to myself, I'm going to go on this trip, mm-hmm. on this vacation, my brother and sister-in-law and my wife, and it's going to be relaxing. And I'm not going to let myself hope. I'm not going to let myself hope mm-hmm. that it's going to fix my eye twitch because mm-hmm. that's, you know, things are complicated. Yeah. But I currently can't make my eye twitch. Yeah, well, that's the thing about an eye twitch. Once it's gone, you, like, can't make it come back. Yeah. But then once it's there, you can't make it go away. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad. And you well, know we'll what? we'll see. I'm sure it'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be back tomorrow, but we <laughs> should... Day. Yeah. We should lean into this experience. I've been telling you, Hank, and I know we got families and jobs <laughs> and everything, man. Like, I get that. I love our kids. I, I, but, like, we could... We could we could make a go of it here. Yeah. You know? We're somewhere. We're, I, I don't know. I want to be right <laughs> no. here. I, I like I like this house. <laughs> this square foot of water. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really do. I just, like, the, yesterday I said to Sarah, I was like, hey, I mean, I love Indianapolis. I'm a big Civic Booster and everything, but, like, it's not as good as this. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it's got its uh, its its difficulties as well. Of course, but like, but but, but the weather's better. <laughs> There's so much winter left. <laughs> There's so much. Exactly. We're gonna However go back. However much to winter two, you've got left, we've, we've got, got another, another month. month. It's true. It's true, man. <laughs> oh Lord. All right, John. I got another question that you're qualified for. Great. Um, Dear Hank and John, I am a waitress at a restaurant that is famously known to stand at the table and grate cheese on all your food. Sometimes these people will go absolutely ham and I will have to awkwardly stand (laughs) above them in silence for a solid 60 seconds while churning copious amounts of cheese onto all of their food. What are some things I could talk about to break the silence? Any dubious advice is greatly, greatly Oh, uh, pun intended. Pun. Appreciated. Not summer, winter, spring, or fall. Autumn. Autumn. This you is are a, fall, though. This is a great question. It's so good. But I think the answer is that you're doing the right thing, yeah. which is trying to make them as uncomfortable as possible with this abuse of your time and cheese grater. Because you have to be nice to the customer. Yeah, you have to be nice to the customer. And that's your job as a server. But you don't have to imply that it's okay for a full minute and a half of cheese grating to happen. Yeah. Because the cheese grating is mm-hmm. like, it's like a, it's like a, sh- a shtick. You just texted me. No, I didn't. Well, yes, you did. No, I didn't. You definitely did. Check your own text messages. Oh, I did. You weren't, you weren't <laughs> listening to me so intensely. <laughs> I knew you were uh-hawing me in, in the way that you, you're sitting no, it's next very to me. Weird. I You're didn't even know I texted. Okay, this gets to something important. <laughs> Hank and I are convinced that Mark Zuckerberg is way wrong about the metaverse. And all of these metaverse people, they're so excited about something that already happened. That's the thing. Like we think that these metaverse people 
are have the right instinct, but they've drawn the wrong conclusion. Yeah. We can already enter the metaverse, and it takes us about three seconds, however long Hank and oh, I were just talking. Maybe 0.5. When Hank was like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. He I was, was in the metaverse. In the metaverse. Yeah. He literally wasn't here. Uh-huh. I was no longer in my physical body. And so the question is... Does Mark Zuckerberg really think that we need to put on a pair of goggles to experience yeah. that when it's, it's like, already happening? Have do these people have any exposure to theory of mind? Do they understand the that consciousness is not doesn't exist and that it doesn't it like can it can exit from the it could exit from the sensorial experience of the normal body and yeah. leave it behind not per, not like perpetually or even always but like sometimes sometimes yeah and I go, man, I'm in the metaverse all the fucking time. My phone tells me every long, how every day, how long I've been in the metaverse or right. every week. Right. And you know, it's a very, it's a very intense experience. Yeah, like already when you're when it's you're just, in TikTok. Yeah. It feels like you're just like bobbing on the ocean. Yeah, man. Just swimming like a dolphin. I, there's this Annie Dillard uh, essay where she writes about how humans spend all their sleeping lives and much of their waking ones in this sort of like insensate mm-hmm. um, ne- nebulousness. Yeah. And that's what the metaverse is. And I just don't need, and maybe someday I will. Maybe that's the 10 year bet is like people are going to want to go all in on the metaverse. But like right now, I can go to the metaverse whenever I want for however long I want. With no barrier of entry or exit. And then just leave it whenever I need to. Except for my cognitive barrier of exit, which is very high. Say. Because I desperately don't want to. My, my mind is like, that all seems very hard out there. Don't leave. Don't leave. Yeah, yeah I even earlier today, I was like, Whoa, was, you've been scrolling for way too long. <laughs> Earlier today, I was like, uh, I, I was I was scrolling and I was thinking about how there are these two emails I have to answer today. And I was like, oh, that's going to be later. That's going to... And like, I don't know. I, I, I'm very conflicted about it, Hank. Yeah. Because I think you're right. I think we enter the metaverse easier than ever. I don't think that we need like fancy tools to enter the metaverse because I don't think entering the metaverse in a deeper way... Actually, is deeper. Us. Well, I think that there are. I think that there are benefits in certain circumstances for sure. Yeah, and like to each their own. I just don't think that it's going to be a broadly. Uh, it's going to be broadly anywhere near as mass adopted as just the smartphone. Yeah, or maybe it'll be like. So it, here, here's an example. Okay, there used to be a time before pants. Yes, and then we had pants. Right. And it may have been that the people who made pants mm-hmm. were like, what's next for leg coverings? Mm. But it was mostly pants. Mm-hmm. And maybe there were pockets. Mm-hmm. And maybe there were cuffs. And maybe there was right, a hammer right. holder but the sometimes. Thing, there the were thing zippers and clasps. Yeah. But the thing was pants. Right. I think that a lot of people think that this, like, what's after the smartphone? But I think the smartphone is pants. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, the pants will continue to get better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's a thing after pants. I, I think that there is probably not a thing after pants, except that the the there's like also shirts. So I, I yeah, but I ju- I just don't. But think- I don't I don't think there's a thing coming after the smartphone. I yeah. think that what that is a mistake. there's lots of other things. But yeah, the the idea that 
uh, that the smartphone, that like the iPod happened and then the smartphone happened and then the Apple Watch and the earbuds, Mm -hmm. the earbuds happened. Yeah. And then it's going to be something else. Right. I think that no, of all of those things, the only thing that really happened was the phone is is very small screen filled personal devices. Yeah. And the iWatch is just another one of those. Yeah. Apple Watch or whatever it's called. And it's not, and it's also not that interesting, and like not that widely adopted. It's just another watch, right? It's it is itself a watch, yeah, which is something that we've had. So I just, yeah, yeah I, I think that the, I think that they can't get out of their minds the idea that there is some other thing that's coming next. Mm-hmm. When really, only one thing happened, mm-hmm. and it is very big and right. very impactful, right? And it's and like it was a very very good idea and a very you know powerful culmination of technologies, um, but we're not going to have another one of those. That's what that's what I think. I think that 500 years from now, people are going to be using smartphones. I mean, I think fingers crossed. Be, I was going to say this. <laughs> uh, 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 that's a there's, long time. Unless buddy. there's some other good reason. That's why a that long time. Yeah. yeah, we're almost done. Do you want to come make a podcast with us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right now. There's no pressure. Okay. We're, yeah. we're, we'll wrap up here. We'll, we'll we'll move to the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. It's time to transition to the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon because Sarah just got back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in uh, Wimbledon news, John? Well, um, as everybody made fun of me for, I watched the Wimbledon game from yes. the beach. Yeah. On Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and it was, we were up against the third place team in the league, Carlisle United, and oh my god, it was the ugliest, most <laughs> disjointed game of soccer. The great AFC Wimbledon commentator, Mike, Mikey T, at one point said, um, I don't think anybody's going to be buying the deluxe edition two DVD set of this game. <laughs> bit of a mess. It was hideous, but we drew nil-nil, and you know what? If that's what we do for the rest of the season, if we just make good teams look terrible and like have absolutely <laughs> no hope of scoring goals, that's fine. <laughs> All right. They're a good team? Yeah, they were Carlisle United. They're in third place. So, All right. I mean, we, we're, we're still, you know, four or five points out of the playoffs. So, we'll see. But we're also well clear of relegation. That's great news. Yeah. Well, this week in Mars News, NASA is going to be partnering with Blue Origin mm. on an upcoming mission. They're going to be studying Mars's magnetosphere together. Mm. It's called Escapade. Oh, which is it? every letter is capitalized. So, oh, do you want to venture what what the first word might be? Elevated. Escape. Um, space. Uh, no, it's just the ES is from escape. Oh. Oh great. no, e, the ES and P. And oh. A mm-hmm. are all from Escape. Okay, this is my favorite kind of <laughs> NASA abbreviation. So, so now you got a P. <laughs> so wait, the E, the S, Esca is all from Escape. The C, the A uh-huh. are all from Escape. Uh-huh. And then there's P E, P A, P A, D E, Escapade. P A. Uh-huh. So is this P A? No, this this, this all the rest of them are just one word. Okay, Escape. <laughs> Padea? Plasma. Wait, you said all the rest of them are just one word. I thought it had to be a word that began P-A-D-E. No. 
One word each letter, sorry. One word Escape plasma uh-huh. alien acceleration. Dismal dynamics. E e in enjoyment. Uh, explorers. <laughs> and it will involve sending two spacecrafts to orbit Mars. I couldn't think of a word that started with E. Enjoyment. <laughs> Uh, and they're going to study how solar winds might have thinned out the planet's atmosphere a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I'm and, worried about that for us. Yeah, yeah, gotta pay attention. It's going to help scientists understand more about how Mars lost all of its water. Yeah, it's a big thing to try and figure out. And a few companies were considered to be involved with the mission, and NASA picked Blue Origin to help with the launch spacecraft at the end of 2024 on their new Glenn rocket. That's Glenn with four ends. <laughs> Is it literally? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a project for Austin, Joe. I know. I was like, man, I didn't know if I didn't know Jeff Bezos was a P for A supporter. It'd be nice if he made yeah, a donation here and there. I feel, I feel like I feel like the, just getting the digital download bundle is a little light for him. Honestly, uh, <laughs> you could do a little more lifting than uh, that, my friend. Yeah. Well, Hank Bezos, thank you for the news. From Mars. Thank you for potting with me. I just saw a rat. I just saw something, but I think it might have been a bird. Oh, okay. It was up there pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, they live in the palm trees. That's where the rats love to live. Okay. Well, cool. Um, thanks for potting with me. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tunamedish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals Rojas. Our head of communications is Brooke Shotwell. Our head of communications is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Debuki Chakravarty. The music you're hearing now at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to, to be, be awesome. awesome.